Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and I'm so excited today to be joined by Alexander Draymond to talk all about Netflix's The Last Kingdom in its final season. And the first thing that I actually wanted to talk about is the work that you did kind of going back to the beginning with Penny Dyer, who was the dialect coach that you worked with on this series, because the two of you kind of came up with this accent for Uhtred, which has this real mix of kind of like British and Scandinavian tones. And because it's an accent that the two of you kind of landed on that really represented character versus being something where you could really look to other material and kind of listen to a lot of it. Um, I was interested in how you really found a lot of the inflections to adopt it, especially when you're working with television scripts and having to move so quickly with so much dialogue, because there's also such a, a musicality and a rhythm to the dialogue as well. Absolutely. And I, th I think the thing that that you just mentioned is the key to it. There's like a musicality and, and a rhythm to Utrecht's accent that is that makes up so much more of it than just how you pronounce certain words. Um, he was born a Saxon, but was raised by Danes. And we wanted him to have an accent that, that really stood out from everybody else. So the show took great care in, in casting Scandinavian actors for all, the, uh, for all the Danes and then British actors for all the Saxons. And so we wanted Utrecht to be something, you know, that didn't fit into either of those camps because that's his story. And so we kind of started with a British base and then, um, went made certain choices about uh, how how we how we pronounce disease as as s's and went a little bit harder on the on the t's and uh, I had a lot of help um, from Penny Dyer. I'm so glad you mentioned her um, because she's been working with us for the whole five seasons. Um, and then the musicality just sort of came organically. I think that just made sense out of the writing and who this character was and it, it it became what it is now it it kind of grew on its own yeah and and you also talk a lot about how whenever you're developing a character that you really like to kind of inhabit them and take them out into the world you know and obviously you can't take a full viking out into the world but there's aspects of his personality and kind of ways that you can play around with it and so when you were developing the character of Utrid what are the aspects of him that you kind of tested out with people that you knew or just walking into new situations and trying to respond to them as character yeah, that was really fun at the beginning. So when I uh, when we started shooting the show, my hair was a little bit longer than it is right now. But we obviously wanted Utrecht to have this, you know, sort of wild look to him. So I got hair extensions and very often women get hair extensions just around this part of their head. But I got the whole head. I went in in the morning and came out about eight, nine hours later and I looked like a caveman. And to have that wild hair suddenly you know already gave gave me a lot just of how it, how it felt to to have that because it's like an alien body on your head but it also changes your look so dramatically and um i just mentioned that because i really noticed how people looked at me differently with with that, that type of hair you know and and uh they were a little bit more careful and depending also on, you know, how you wear yourself. Like, for example, I had these scars um, that I got in, in makeup tests and then I just would keep them on and, and walk around the city with them and interact with people. And the reactions you got were very different. And I think one of the things that I, I always liked about Utrid was that he was really mischievous and I would just go out and play tricks on people and, and mess with them and uh, 
there's one story that uh, Harry McIntyre always makes fun of me for because I, I've told it before. There was this couple who was sitting on a on a bench and it was very romantic, and and I would just come and sit right in between them, um, and just hang out. And it was so awkward. And uh, and there's this kind of joy that comes with that, and and that comes with putting yourself in in strange situations. And and uh, and I think there come <clears throat> there's a liberty that comes with being in character because as Alexander, I would never do such a thing because I think, you know, I'd be too, I'd be too worried to upset somebody or, you know, too embarrassed. But I think when you're playing a character that gives you a lot of liberty and, and I think Uhtred has that, I don't care a thing about him that, um, that really helped me at the beginning to, to get into the skin of, of, you know, who I was playing. Yeah. I love that's that you're fun. bringing up his very his very kind of like mischievous sense of humor because that's one of one of the great aspects of him as a character and even just thinking back to one of the moments in the last season where you know Fled shows him kind of that secret garden and he's like you mean we could have just been coming here the whole time and, and sneaking <laughs> off together um, yeah those little know. moments were really important to me because the story just becomes so mm-hmm. dire at points he goes through so many heartaches and terrible situations and and there, there came a time when I found it really difficult to still find these little bits of humor in there because it's hard to place considering the circumstances. So, you know, I'm, I'm very happy that little bits like that still made it through. I mean, since it, it kind of got harder and harder to place with everything that he's going through, and, and that's really what stops it from feeling so claustrophobic with everything that he's going through as well. How would you kind of, obviously there's a moment like that where it's in the dialogue and it's very obvious that that's a great comedic moment, but there's other moments where you just kind of bring it through with certain looks and glances. And so how would you work to really find those moments? Well, I, I got to say a lot of that. Um, I got a lot of help from from Mark Riley and Arnes uh, Federa, which was he's going to kill me. I, I never know how to pronounce his name properly, but um, who plays Citric and, and Mark uh, who plays Finnan and those guys are just the best they have. They always come up with insane ideas and improvisations and they're so creative. Um, and so I think playing off of them always helped me a lot to find these little moments of levity. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the other behind the scenes collaborations that I wanted to ask you about is that with Levante Lesak, who's the uh, stunt coordinator and also horse whisperer, as, you, as you've deemed him as well. Yeah. Because in, in working with horses in stunt work, it's such an interesting dichotomy because there's a lot of moments where, you know, you're kind of going off into these battle scenes or having these very raw emotions, but obviously you're also riding a horse at the same time. And so you have to have that connection with the animal. You have to kind of still be controlling the animal and kind of give them a stillness of energy. So that they're not going to be responding to the other aspect of what you're putting out in your performance. And I'm so fascinated with how you would work to find those two different energies, one for your performance and and one to be able to kind of have that kinship with the animal that you're working with at the same time. Yeah, that was such a a learning curve. And, you know, you're, you're so right about what you're saying. It's, it's very important when you're on the horse that the horse still feels that you're in control. And that also means that you're in control of your emotions. But as you said, sometimes the scene requires you to just go right up onto the edge and, and push yourself. And, uh, you know, at the beginning we had some close calls where, uh, <laughs> you know, there was this, this at, at, the, at the, the first, at the end of the first episode, when which rides up to the fortress and, and holds out the severed head to his uncle and yells, Bevenbar is mine. And, you know, the, the, the horse really felt that 
I was in a lot of turmoil and wanted to jump off that bridge and there were spikes underneath the bridge. It was, it was scary, but um, I think those are, those are things that I, I, that's something that I, that I, I think I'm always going to take with me to, to, you know, you, you kind of, you kind of have to operate on, on two levels. And, uh, and I think that also is something that, that helps with the, uh, with directing where you have, you know, you have to have two brains as an actor, I think to some, to some extent, you need to know what's going on and then you need to be able to be in your character and just let loose. Um, and, and I think the other thing that I love about working with horses is that the more alive and in the moment you are, the more interesting you are in front of the camera. And because the horse requires you to have a constant back and forth you kind of get that for free. You're always communicating. You're always, you always have to impose the limits because the horse is always searching for the limits and trying to push them and see if you're still the boss or if you've just, you know, checked out and it can do whatever it wants. Um, so um, I'm so sorry. I think I, I lost my thread there a little bit, but did that answer your question? It did, it did, it did. And, you know, you're bringing up that idea as well of, of just needing to, to be really alive and really present in the moment. And obviously so much of performing with your castmates is like that as well with, with the listening that you're doing. And, you know, in, in the gift of working on a show for so long, there's that opportunity to really go into a scene and go into a moment and kind of access vulnerability more easily because you, you have a sense already of what the other person is going to bring to the table, you know, but you're also still working with new cast members at, at, at the other, at the same time as well, even in the final season. And so when you have a moment where you're working with someone new for the first time, do you find that there's more of kind of a focus for yourself on what you're bringing as opposed to kind of sitting and, and, and looking at what the other person's going to bring to the table because you don't know yet in that moment? I think in whatever you do, it's so important to invest into the relationships um, with the people that, that you're working with, uh, you know, just on a human, basic human level, first of all. But then uh, also in, in, in terms of the work you can produce, I think if you first make sure that you establish a relationship with the person you're going to be working with uh, and, and try to get it to a level where you can start trusting your, each other, you can go so much further. and the most beautiful thing about this show was how much of a community we were and, and, and how much of a family we, we still are. You know, we are all very close and, and, and very, um, you know, very loving and respectful of each other's work. And I think I would hope that anybody who came in, even if it was just uh, for a day, that they, they would have felt that and kind of felt included in that. And mm, I, I don't really remember any moment where it felt like there was any contentious energy going on with another actor. So that little bit of magic that you're talking about was kind of there from, from the start with most of the people that we worked with. That's really amazing to hear. And, and jumping into to some of the characteristics and traits of Uhtred, you know, one of the things that that's really lovely to see in him as a character is that 
even in the face of victory, kind of even in those moments in the final episode, he still always has a respect about him and a humility about him. And I think that's something that you always played to and, and always really honored in him as a character, you know, and again, it's it, going back to that idea of the different energy shifts that you have to create within him as a character. You have to be able to show everything that he needs to pull on within himself you know, the confidence that he has to go into battle with. And then in the moments in between, you also get to really play to that humility and respect that he has, even for his adversaries. And so I was interested in how you always worked to play to those different sides and make sure that it always came back to that very grounded place. Yeah, I think Uhtred really stands for a certain set of values, which, uh, you know, I, I, I adhere to pretty much all of them. Um, as long as they, they're adjusted to the time that we're living in now. Um, and I think a lot of that also came from, from uh, our stunt co coordinator, uh, Leventa Lejac, who you, who you mentioned before, you know, he, he has that incredible humility about him naturally. And he does all this incredible work with his horses and, and, you know, the stunts are really quite, major the, the the responsibility that he has is is very impressive because you literally have armies going at each other and and everything that comes with that the risk of injury etc and the precision that you need to have but at the same time you need to get that that violence in there and make it believable and and so he's a person who who you know is totally on top of all of that and at the same time has uh an incredible humility and an incredible kindness and and uh uh, and softness about him. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think, you know, he, he was definitely an inspiration for the warrior in Uhtred and for those different, those different levels of energy and how you can summon that. And, and, uh, and he, he very often was a sounding board uh, for me in terms of, um, you know, how much, how much to let loose and how much to hold back and how much violence to get give out and 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 how much you know vulnerability to bring into it and and as you say it's quite tricky sometimes to adjust those different things and and jump back and forth within you know a fight or or a battle but yeah he was a huge help in that uh respect Mm -hmm. And I also wanted to talk a little bit about your uh, jump into directing in this season as well with, with episode two, because it also feels like that was such a great moment to get to direct. You know, you have Uhtred's love interest finding out, you know, that she's she's passing. And, and so you get to also, you know, work with cast members on, on really pivotal scenes in, in the mm -hmm. episode. And I know it's something that you'd been wanting to do for a long time, but obviously being the lead of the show, you know, you're working every minute of every day. You're working during your days off and shooting. Um, you know, and so what was that that process of working with the producers who I know were incredibly supportive of this to yeah. really kind of finesse and figure out how to make it work, even just schedule wise and the way that you would be both preparing character wise for performances and then also, you know, sitting there and storyboarding or going through character beats or looking at casting for supporting roles and all of those elements, even going into post-production on the episode. Well, as you mentioned, I, I'm incredibly grateful to the producers, first of all, to, to you know, give me a shot at it and, and trust me with it. And, uh, and to, to the whole, you know, the whole cast and crew have been so wonderful in, in terms of making sure that I had the tools that I need in order to, to produce the best work that we all could 
could give. And uh, so first of all, you know, working with a set of, of incredible actors makes such a huge difference because you can go so much further. Um, Millie, who you mentioned, her performance was just absolutely stellar and uh, and continued to be so. And, and I, it was such a privilege to direct her in those scenes. Um, and in, in terms of the schedule, I mean, that is, you know, luckily that's not my my responsibility. I kind of get get the slots where I know, okay, now I have time to do this, now I have time to do that. And, you know, during that time, I just knew that I was going to have zero time to myself and, and, um, and that was it. And I, I adored it. It was, it was wonderful. There were times when I would be doing, after I finished directing, we were in the edit and I would be in front of the camera and then they would call cap cut and I would run to my computer, which was propped up on some, some, you know, medieval bench or table or part of a house and and give editing notes and correspond with my editor and then, you know, run back in front of the camera. And we kind of just uh, made it work. It was definitely uh, uh, tough to to juggle, but it was it was great. And you also get off on that adrenaline, I think, of just having to get it done. Um, it is a show that has an incredibly tight schedule. So that was a challenge from from the start to finish, especially while we were shooting, you just have so much that you need to get done. And I think once you start, you're just, you know, you're just riding that wave and, and you just don't stop until, until you got it. I, I had a wonderful mentoring from, uh, from the director who directed episode one and, and three, Andy Hay, who gave me a lot of excellent advice and, uh, and who, who was incredibly supportive in uh, the prep that we did. And, you know, for me, it's, it's kind of all in, in the prep. I, I, I work as much as I possibly can before I get started, whether it's for acting or directing. And, and I think once you have a solid prep in place, then all of that becomes possible. And, and looking back at aspects of your performance throughout the show, you know, it's, it's kind of remarkable to think about the number of times that you had to play to the idea of grief and loss in his life. And every single moment that you had to do that feels very personal and very different and feels, you know, you can really feel the different dynamic of, of what each particular loss means to him as a character, which is a really challenging thing to do, to be able to play to that same emotion, but always find different ways of doing so. And so how did you approach looking at each time that that happened for him, you know, because even through the final season, that's still an occurrence, you know, and, and losing someone like Brida is very different to, you know, having his lover's head chopped off and thrown in his face as well. Well, you know, and so those are very mm -hmm. different dynamics to, to have to find in your performance. And I was interested. So in wonderful to hear you say that, that, you know, you, that you felt the difference and the nuances between all of these events. Um, and I think the key is, is in what you just mentioned, it's, it's to make it personal to yourself. And I saw that you, uh, um, you, you interviewed Andrew Garfield not long ago, right? Or was that just his face up on, on the website? Oh, it, it was just his, yeah, I didn't interview him. I talked to the, the editors, but we did a live event with him. Right, right, yeah. right. Well, you know, he, I think, is just such a master at making it real for himself. Everything is so incredibly personalized. And I think that is, I mean, that that is your your job anyway as an actor to, to make everything as, as uh, you know, true to yourself as you possibly can. But I think especially in events like that that are quite or can be quite repetitive, 
I think that's really how you get it done. You have to make it as as precise and as, as and as personal and intimate as uh, as you can. Um, and so I'm I'm very glad that you know that it worked. And he's also going through a lot of moments in this final season of of kind of reimagining his future, both for himself and for his family. You know, when his son is injured, it's, well, this is the life that I envisioned for him that he's not going to have now. What does that mean? You know, in losing, losing the person that he loves the most, even though they weren't together, he's mourning, holding on to that hope of what that could have been. And then there's still mm-hmm. always the aspect that's underlying for him of, of that journey towards finding a sense of home that he's been going through since childhood really um you know and how did you view his relationship with the the idea that he always had for his future and the way that he has to constantly step back and recalibrate that within himself i think that's just so relatable to everyone you know everybody everybody makes plans and then realizes that that's not how the world works and uh and i think i think for me personally because i grew up in so many different places the idea of a of a home is uh, very uh very a live subject in my life, you know, what, what does a home mean and what does, which things in, in life represent a home? Is it a place or is it people or, um, and so, uh, you know, for, for Utrid, I think that that's one of the gifts that, uh, that I got given with this character is, is to be able to play somebody who is, who is so, you know, so real and struggles, even though he lives in the ninth slash 10th century, you know, he struggles with, with similar concepts than everybody does, you know, even today. Absolutely. And, and talking a little bit about those final moments of that final episode as well, you know, again, it's, it's such a great performance in that moment. And you were working really closely with John East on, on that. And um, I know that the two of you had some conversations where you sat down before filming it to kind of go over, okay, these are kind of the key moments that we're going to be flashing back to in the montage, because obviously Mm -hmm. those clips hadn't all been pulled and edited together at that point. And was that a really useful tool for you going into that scene? And was there also so kind of a, a catharsis in filming that moment because it's also the emotion for you with him as a character with everything that he's been through for five seasons and then for you personally at the same time it's you coming to the end of, of filming a show and your relationship with a character that you've sat with for so long yeah um i love that you that that you know so much about about the, the whole process i'm so impressed um that moment was definitely cathartic and also just it was such a beautiful moment because John John East and I have become really good friends and uh, he he was the one who came up with with the idea of even having that sequence in the first place and uh, and he just he just talked me through all of these moments you know we uh, of course I I we we had a look at all the moments so they were quite fresh in my mind but then he just he just talked me through it and um you know once again I got to go back to that to to that feeling of um trust that that exists on that set you know it it is it was a very vulnerable moment and and it's just so much easier to put yourself in that space and just be completely completely open and uh and alive um to that process of of you know i want to say osmosis um when 
when you know that everybody around you is there to to support you and lift you up and so just hearing hearing john east talk me through those moments it was it was very you know very easy uh to kind of let myself go and really feel the emotions that are connected to all of these uh to all of these moments and it, it felt it felt wonderful and i'm i'm always be grateful to him for you know giving me that opportunity and and uh uh being there for me when when i went through it and you've also spoken a little bit about how the experience of working on this show and and playing this character for so many seasons has also instilled a real confidence that you have in yourself as an actor at this point because you've had to play you know every single part of the emotional range so -hmm. many different scenarios so many different types of scenes so many different tones even within singular scenes at this point and I was you know I wanted to ask about what is that that kind of difference in the confidence that you feel in yourself as a performer and as an actor from working on this show and, and playing this character for so long well I'm really excited to now build a new character and i think that's where the the next challenge is going to lie in in my acting career but then as you say in terms of the emotional spectrum i i i just i think so much um so much of being able to to do your job as an actor has to do with confidence and trusting yourself and having you know kind of done it all in that aspect it just it just gives you so much um so much assurance and so so it 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 enables you to 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 relax so much more i think so the next set i'll be going on it's it's such a, a blessing to be able to to come with uh with all of that you know with all of that energy and 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 weight um and you know baggage knowing that that i'll be fine i think that's that's uh it's a it's a huge um it's a huge luxury and and privilege and uh, i really look forward to uh, to seeing how you know how these different emotions are going to come out of a different person yeah and in, in looking back on your time playing Utrid, what what is it that you're going to miss most about playing this character or the experience of working on this show um, I'm a huge fan of, of shooting outdoors and, uh, and being, you know, part of, part of the elements and, you know, working with the horses and, uh, you know, all of that is, is, I think you, you just get so much for free when you work in, in that sort of environment. But I mean, obviously it's, it's all the people that I've worked with over the years and, and, uh, and that I already miss terribly, you know, that, uh, I'm, I'm really going to miss that. Yeah. Well, I mean, huge congratulations on on everything with this role and this character over the seasons and excited that we still get that final installment of a, a follow-up film as well. And thank you so much for talking about all of this. Really appreciate your time, Alex. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of your work. So I hope to get to talk to you again at some point. Likewise.